Welcome to Season 3 of Multi-Class Theater, now with 50% more class. Multi-Class Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and ter- No, you know what? This is our fantasy show, and if this is what our people sound like, this is what they sound like. Wonderful fake accents. But really, if two seasons of it haven't chased you away yet, then settle in and enjoy the show. Last time. Our heroes journeyed to the town of Greymoor, which they found deserted, save for an innkeeper and her three patrons. Winley, a friendly gnome with an emerald for an eye. Don't draw attention to that. Desmond, an amnesiac cleric. And Finnegan, the guest star, I mean sea captain. After taking some time to get to know each other, and the absurd retinue that travels with this party, which I remind you now includes a clockwork ox for reasons, the travelers set off aboard Finnegan's ship, bound for the Shrouded Isle. But all was not well on this voyage, for in addition to repeatedly breaking Finnegan's rules, the party was visited with strange dreams from their deities, patrons, and, uh, other, instructing them to charge the shard. Except for Gruber, who dreamed about being at a party, and Silway, who dreamed about family trauma. So, got all that? Because that is where we now join them for High Seas Adventure on Multi-Class Theater. The last few days have passed without incident. You've spent the time talking, sleeping, fishing, and getting to know one another. The weather has been pleasant and the winds fair. Only once has Gruber appeared on deck. Upon seeing the empty, endless ocean, he gulped, turned green, and returned to the safety of the hold below. You woke this morning to find the ship in the doldrums. A cold fog surrounds you. The listless sails flap against the mast and rigging. It would be peaceful if it wasn't so quiet. Does anyone here have some sort of weather-controlling magic abilities of some kind? Um, I think I know a person. Desmond. I think Desmond does. As I found out um, last episode, I, I, I only have three spell slots that last a minute each, so I don't know if I'm much good there. Maybe it's like a car. You just need a kickstart. Yes. Uh, maybe we're three minutes away from, from wind. Uh, Sounds logical to me. Where's that captain? See if this is like a normal thing. He, he is always lurking about somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, where is the captain? Uh, the captain would be up near the captain's wheel, talking to his crew. Uh, just kind of probably like tin cups in hand. Uh, and they're just kind of really not worried about anything that's going on right now because there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> you just see basically all of them probably getting a little tipsy. Well, I for one get restless when nothing is happening. Maybe we can, are there oars on board? We could just push the boat through the water or something? I'll tell you what, maybe we could tie a rope to you and then you can get out in front and just pull us. I mean, at this point, I would probably do that. Or, or maybe, Tingles, you can you can fly, can't you? Maybe we could tie a rope to you, and you could pull us. Well, I got a better idea. Why don't you just stand in front of the sails, 
and just talk, and all that hot air will push us along. <laughs> well, I could give it a try, uh, but I don't think that will work. you are standing around just kind of hanging out when suddenly the boat heels to one side and then the other. The sailors on the foredeck scramble to get a hold of the rigging. Most do. Some aren't so lucky. Screams surround you as you attempt to maintain balance yourselves. Everybody give me a dexterity check. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Thirteen. No. Nine. Dave, you can Shit. make it with advantage if you um, need to. I don't think I need to, but I'll do it just in case. It's a five for me. Oh, 23 with advantage. So he has sea legs, right? I, apparently. 22 for mist. I, I imagine that he and Silway are just like kind of doing the, the smooth criminal lean as the ship bucks underneath <laughs> them. We're just a pair of gyroscopes on deck. I rolled a two. Bye. Plus zero is a two. Captain Finnegan got a 20. <laughs> yeah, all right. So Captain Finnegan's like, whatever. <laughs> Although several of your sailors have slid off the ship into the murky water below. Ran overboard! Desmond, uh, Winley, and Rotan, I would like you to either make an athletics check or acrobatics check to see if you can grab something because you are sliding down the deck towards the railing and the ship or the uh, sea below. <laughs> I just rolled a five with advantage. <laughs> Help. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you have a, a spare character rolled up, right? I rolled a three. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that, that's a nine. <laughs> and what'd you roll, Matt? Four. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of landlubbers. Oh, my God. Okay, uh, Winley, uh, Desmond, and Rotan. Can... Yes, point of parliamentary procedure. Uh... Would Silway and Mist be aware of their compatriots starting to slide across the deck and perhaps be able to take some kind of action to catch them? Help! Send a rope! Give me a, uh, well, first, both of you can give me a perception check to see if you notice. Aw, oh, fuck you, die. Nope, Mist is, uh, looking the opposite direction, because that's a two on the dice. 21 for Silway. Okay, Silway, you notice the three of them start sliding down the deck. You could try to do something to grab or, you know, save one of the three. I would say Winley is probably the easiest to save just because she's small and light. I am love. So if if they're not immediately next to me, then Silway will be surprisingly dexterous and seaworthy um, on this boat. And she will dash towards uh, Winley and try to grab her hand. I'll give you your choice of athletics or acrobatics to try to grab her. Acrobatics is slightly better. And a dirty 20. You are able to... Essentially what happens is you turn around so that you are sliding first. And you end up wedging yourself into the railing. And Winley collides with you. You don't fall into the water. But it's going to take a round for you to extricate yourselves from this little uh, pile or whatever that you're in. Uh, Finnegan at this point would probably 
be directing his crew to handle the men overboard, uh, not really doing anything himself to handle that. <laughs> but he, because he's more worried about why the ship is healing. Um, so he's probably going to the railings and looking from side to side, trying to figure out what's happening. You could do either a, I'd say, nature check or investigations, whichever is okay. better for you. It's going to be investigation, and that's going to be a 16. It almost feels like you hit something, or maybe more accurately, something hit you. Finnegan would yell out to the crew and everyone on deck, Something's under there! Check it out for me! <laughs> All right. So, uh, Desmond and Rotan. Rotan, are you wearing your armor? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I won't take any damage from smashing through this railing <laughs> as I go overboard. No, you go straight overboard and you hit the water and you begin to sink. Oh, cool. Uh, and Desmond, you hit the water and you pop up immediately and are treading water next to the boat. Okay. I'm going to use shape water. <laughs> Me too. Um, I'd like to... Uh, uh, dash to the edge of the boat where Rotan went in and shape water to, to, to freeze the water around Rotan in like a icebergian fashion to help him bob up to the surface. Did you just put Rotan in carbonite? Well, not in, more like the supported. <laughs> oh my god! Well, did he go in? Did he go in head first or feet first? <laughs> I think you need to roll on that. Okay. I think you need to roll um, 50-50, whatever you want to roll. But um, I think Rotan's an anti-cat. He always lands on his head. That, unfortunately, That's, feels very nope, appropriate. I, I'm going to scratch the value of this roll and say that you're right. <laughs> 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 because that is, that is correct. <laughs> okay, so Rotan goes tumbling now. Let's see. What kind of check would be good here for Mist? forgot about cheap water. Why don't you just, like... Paddle us out of the doldrums. <laughs> Seriously, shape a wave and, and, and float just us to the water. Bend us <laughs> just, out of just here. five foot cube. Just like blip, blip, blip. Yeah, I was gonna say you, yeah. you can only do a limited amount of water. Five foot cubic water is not much. Oh, this is the cantrip. I thought this was the uh, other one that <laughs> is very strong. <laughs> no, oh, this is oh, you the don't cantrip. think the cantrip is very strong? <laughs> I mean, not as strong oh, as the level three. This is, the, this is probably the least ridiculous thing I've done with it. I mean, it's it is it is Miss Swiss Army knife. <laughs> I'm thinking of control water. That's the one I'm thinking of. Does let me ask you a question? Does Rotan make any sound as he's going in the water? Tally ho! <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Desmond, you pop up and then you see Rotan or like a big splash, maybe five feet away from you. Then I will cast Control Water, and <laughs> I'll show you how it's done, son. <laughs> and then this ears flatten at that, <laughs> so I can redirect the flow. That's one of the things I can do. So I'll kind of like create this kind of surge from underneath him, and kind of and push him and myself kind of up towards the boat, hopefully with the goal of grabbing onto something. Okay, I like that. So, uh, Rotan, I want you to make a an athletics check uh, at disadvantage. And, Desmond, you can make uh, just a regular athletics check as this wave propels you back upwards towards the ship. I do have one other thought to help with. Um, I want to cast Grasping Vine with uh, <laughs> the, the green staff. 
Okay. Uh, see if roll to see if you hit him. Rotan, what is your armor class? Oh, um, I'm actually aiming for. I, I've got Rotan in ice, so he's gonna bob along. I'm aiming for. I want to aim for Desmond since he's not floaty. All right, then uh, Desmond, what is your armor class? Uh, he has to make a. De- actually, it's not a. It's not an attack roll. It's a deck saving throw. Can you purposely fail a? De- you can purposely fail a saving throw, right? If you want. I think so. Yes, I think you can pretty much uh, fail any saving throw if you want to, but uh, I don't think Desmond would know what this is going yeah, on. Yeah, that's right? true. I mean, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. That's true. that's true. All of a sudden, this vine is true. Yeah, the vine is a tentacle. <laughs> okay, um, deck save? Uh, yeah, do a deck save. Okay. Don't worry. It's a hard. It's a seven. You got to beat a 17. Six. Nope. Okay. You are pulled 20 feet up towards the deck of the boat. Oh, my God. How horrifying. Okay. Yes. Desmond, you see this uh, green vine shoot out at you, and you you at first try to dodge it, but it was you're not successful, nor are you in any real position to do so. It grabs you around the waist and yanks you upwards onto the deck before let letting you go and then dropping you hard onto the deck. Whoop. He's just he's just kind of looking around. He's just like, what? 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 <laughs> All right. So the wave, uh, Rotan, somewhat encased in ice, he's kind of floating. A l- he's floating, but he's upside down. <laughs> and Great. so you just see these. It's almost like one of those little rings of ice around him, which is enough to support him. But his legs are flailing in the air and his head is underwater. <laughs> And the the wave sends him up towards the sides of, side of the ship, but as nobody is there to catch him, he simply hits the side of it and bounces back into the water. <laughs> Underwater, so no one can hear. Rotan, you are bobbing along. <laughs> the sensation is very weird. Breathing through your gills that you never thought you'd be able to use. And you're looking around, and you can hear the chatter in the boat distantly as you do when you're underwater. It sounds distorted and um, the waves sound odd and you're looking around when suddenly in front of you an enormous eye opens up. (laughs) The rest of you on the deck stare in awe as enormous tentacles reach up from the deep and begin wrapping themselves around the bow and stern. The boat creaks and strains against the intrusion as the tentacles begin to tighten. I'd like everybody to roll for initiative. (laughs) We're about to break some ship rules right now. (laughs) Uh, Winley got a five. Well, if I'm going to roll a natural one, I'd rather roll it on initiative. Uh, My natural one turns into a nine, though. I rolled a natural one, too. What? Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. 14 for me. (laughs) How close is this eye? I want to punch this eye. (laughs) The eye is maybe like two feet from you. I punched the eye. All right. Hold on a second. (laughs) Visual. (laughs) I mean, like, Rotan's just, like, bobbing and, and, like, slowly spinning. And as he rotates around... Oh, there you are. <laughs> so, there are eight tentacles. However, the two at the stern and the bow are wrapped around the ship and holding the ship steady. There are four tentacles 
that are free and are kind of swinging wildly in the air. But the, the, the bulk of the beast or creature or whatever it is, you can't quite see from where you are. You just see the tentacles. Okay, so Rotan, you can roll to see if you hit. I haven't unarmed striked in a while. Uh, so I rolled a 19 actually on the die. That will hit. Okay, cool. I do four points of eye damage. <laughs> you punch it in the eye and it, it blinks several times and then glares at you. Ha-ha! <laughs> we meet again! <laughs> and that brings us to Silway. So what's Silway's status? She's smushed against the railing by a gnome? No, you've gotten yourself out by now. By the time it took to get Desmond on board, you are, um, you are out. Well then, uh, bonus action, Shadowblade at uh, third level, I think. She's going to pull out the big guns for Shadowblade. And then, is there one within 30 feet of me? Oh, yeah. Then let's go step it. 13 plus 8, or sorry, 13 plus 7 is 30, 20. That will hit. For a, a slash on the tentacle. That is awful. 12 plus 4 is 16 damage to a tentacle. Okay, so you sprint along the deck as you're running. The shadow blade pops or emerges from your hand. And you swing and slash the tentacle. And it flails in response to your slashing. And that brings us to the captain. Captain Finnegan is going to take to the... I don't remember the name of the platform, but where the captain's will is. Um, I believe there is a ballista on the back end of the ship. I'm going to get near it, and with my action... I'm going to yell out, Take aim at the tentacles! Take down the Kraken! We, I told you not to speak of the Kraken! <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that that gives whoever uses that ballista advantage on the shot. Uh, it does, and you can also command your crew to, to use it. I'll command the crew to do it. <laughs> Basically, you have an extra attack, if you will. So I'm going to let you do the crew attacks. So one crew, one crewmate will take to the ballista that's near me and I guess take a shot. Your crew fires the bolt, but it's the, the one of the tentacles whips out of the way uh, just before the bolt hits it and it goes sailing into the water. Okay. Um, as the bolt misses that tentacle and it's flailing, as I see it flail to avoid that uh, ballista shot, I pull from underneath my cape on my left side a flintlock and take aim and fire. <laughs> what the hell is that and where can I get one? <laughs> I don't know if I have advantage on this uh, based off of like hiding or anything. Okay, are you uh, attacking the one that Silway attacked? It would be whatever's closest to the captain wheel. So probably I think you said the ones at the front and end are holding it steady or are they the ones that are attacking? The, the ones at the rear are holding it steady. Okay, so then that's probably one of the ones I would be taking aim at. Okay, so I'll give you advantage since it's not actually moving. All right, that's going to be a 22. That will hit. And with the ranged attack at advantage, I'll get sneak attack. <laughs> that's going to be 35 damage with the flintlock. What? Oh my wow. god. <laughs> <laughs> like a tiny little flintlock, and you like shoot the tentacle off. 
just throws himself overboard and suddenly a little goblin with a rifle shows up on deck. Um, <laughs> and then, and then Captain Finnegan says something witty like, Down to the sea, you Kraken. <laughs> so, okay, that brings us to the Kraken itself. I remember as a DM reading about the Kraken many years ago and saying, that's too strong. I'm not going to do that to anyone. <laughs> awesome. In my defense, Rotan has spent two seasons talking about the number of Krakens he has defeated. So, I mean, like... I, did, I never said defeated. <laughs> Your words. Okay, the first one is going to go for Silway. Silway, what's your armor class again? Uh, 16. Unless it's a really close roll, then I'm going to react with shield and make it 21. Uh, do you want to use shield? Uh, Silway sees a tentacle coming straight for her face and panics and does the cross blades in front of her face thing to create the shield. Okay, you see the massive tentacle coming at you. And you throw up shield just in time, and it bounces harmlessly away. But it looked... Uh, very scary. Oof, okay, okay. Might need more drastic measures here. The second one, you see one of the tentacles dive into the water, looking for Rotan. And it, it plunges down towards you, Rotan, and pushes you deeper into the water, but it can't quite grasp you, and you go bobbing up into the surface. Because of the ice, probably. Yes, and me rolling a three. That's such a funny image. <laughs> it's just like spinning around. Like a bar of soap is trying to grab you when you just like <laughs> up the water. Rotan squirts back up onto the deck. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the other tentacles reaches out and grabs two crew members and hoists them aloft and before throwing them far into the distance and into the sea. Alright, that's okay. They didn't have names. That was the Kraken's attack, and that brings us to Mist. How many tentacles we still got up? I'll eat. All of them? <laughs> One of them's got a big old hole in it, though, from the uh, magically propelled chunk of metal. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I, I will pick the whatever one is closest to me, and we're going to do the old standby of hexing it. Something tells me these things are pretty strong, so I bet it would benefit by having disadvantage on strength. Grapple it. Someone grapple a tentacle. <laughs> well, it's trying to grapple. It's trying to grapple Rotan. Good luck with that. Um, and then, I mean, what else can I do but go to the old standby? Pew pew. Uh, a twenty-two and a nineteen. Uh, they both hit. So nine and thirteen. Twenty-two damage total. My gut show. And that brings us to Winley. <laughs> Winley is going to cast um, Phantasmal Force. Um, and so the Phantasmal includes sound temperature and other stimuli. So I think it would be super fun to essentially put a 10-foot cube of scorching fire inside the Kraken's brain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's some bad shit right there. I wouldn't want that, you know? So that's um, 
1d6 psychic damage. Listen, if it's in your brain, it's affecting everything, okay? So. Oh my god. I thought you were going to say some distraction, like on the deck of the ship or something. I was expecting charcutas. That's a note to self. Do not ever piss off Winley. That's it's still so mean. Boil your brains. Listen, Holy I'm shit. not. I'm not a violent person by nature. I'm more of a like, let me fuck with you psychologically, and I just think that that is really the way to go when you want to hurt somebody. It's not subtle. <laughs> I think if I was a kraken, I'd be afraid of fire. <laughs> Well, wouldn't that be so annoying though if you were a kraken and you're and you're underwater and you're still on fire and the water doesn't help? Does a kraken know what fire is? That's the thing that's scary. Is yes. does he know what fire is? What is this thing? Oh my god! I, I I apologize for the pause, but you've kind of thrown me for a loop here. Come on, Diana. It's the old fire in the brain trick. Come on, it's like it's classic. Classic D&D. Do you know permanency? You can also do, you know, permanency with it. And... <laughs> oh, I mean, sh- that sounds great. Oh, my God. Tell me how to do that. <laughs> There's the Kraken swimming through the ocean going, <laughs> So it has to make an intelligence saving throw. Saving throw. And w- what is your um, spell DC? Um, my spell DC is 16. All right, I'm going to leave it up to the dice. Oh, man. Winley, you cast the Phantasmal Force spell, and the rest of you see flames appear in the water surrounding the Kraken. Well, it's perceivable only to the target, yes? Oh, well, there's that's no fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let me just, I'll just cut to the chase. The Kraken does not seem to react in any visible way to the illusion. Damn it. Well, I'm going to keep, I'll keep this in the back burner. Because it's, uh, <laughs> if it ever works, it could be really fun. <laughs> I, 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 I would say that it has a good chance of working against something that is not this. Is the Kraken super smart? Because that's terrifying. Yes, it actually is. It has 22 intelligence. What? what? Actually, what? that tracks. That brings us to Desmond. Desmond is going to stand up after being thrown on deck by this vine. He's going to sh- shake himself off the water, look up, and go see what's going on, and kind of hold his staff in both hands and swirl it around. And this cloud starts to appear above his head, this cylindrical like storm cloud, and you see like flashes flashing within. And he's going to like point to the nearest uh, tentacle that's not the one that's, um, that that uh, Silway's attacking, and he'll. Uh, cast a strike of lightning down at that one. Um, I need a dexterity saving. <laughs> huh, surprisingly not great on uh, dexterity saving. Okay, DC 16. So. Okay, it fails its savings throw. Awesome. So you take 12 points of uh, lightning damage. The bolt of lightning crackles down from the sky. It hits the tentacle square, but the tentacle does not seem damaged at all. Oh my god. It's not what I wanted to hear at all. Desmond is very... His eyes widen. <laughs> can, can Desmond do non-thunder damage at all? I'm about to check. <laughs> I'm about to find out. Okay, that brings us to Rotan. Oh, God. So I have 
fed through my entire character sheet, and I cannot figure out any way to get free from ice. Uh, Don't you have Misty Step? Oh. This is why I have uh, fellow players. Oh, I like this idea. <laughs> it's going to leave like a cube with like a perfect Roton imprint inside of it. So what are you going to do, Adam? Well, it's it's Misty Step or Punch This Thing Again for four points of damage. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I am going to Misty Step out of this ice block. Okay, where are you going to Misty Step to? I want to Misty Step on top of its head. Are you here to ride the Kraken? For a given definition of ride, probably. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you Misty Step sideways and find yourself beneath the boat standing on the head or the face of the Kraken. Hello! <laughs> I draw my hammers and I hit it in the face. Okay, so what did you roll with disadvantage? Disadvantage, I rolled uh, 19. That will hit. And that was that was with truth? Uh, that is with truth, yes. Why is this an evil creature? Uh, yes, it is. Oh! Yes, it is. Even better. I'm going to do a smite. Uh, 13. Then I will attack with my offhand. Uh, with disadvantage, that's a 16. Uh, 16 misses. Okay, and so you're standing on the Kraken. <laughs> that brings us back to Silway. When you put it like that, it does seem stupid, doesn't it? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to try something new. Uh, she was going to bonus action disengage from the tentacle she's near and make a very strange hand motion with the shadow blade she's holding. And then, let's see if that... Thanks, Rovick. And then at the end of her turn, she disappears. And my turn's over. Okay. Silway hey. <laughs> <laughs> has left you all to deal with this on your own. But just to be clear, she is still in the combat order. I want my turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, then that brings us to the captain and his crew. Uh, so Captain Finnegan will look to his crew to... Uh, fire again those ballistas and he'll yell across the boat and then also to the one that's 10 feet from him uh, and take that shot with the ballista again. Do you have crew manning both ballistas? I would say so probably but I'm not sure if Finnegan can perceive what's happening with the other ballista because of the sails being in the way or tentacles or what have you. Go ahead and roll two uh, attack rolls. Okay. And give yourself advantage on one of them. It's going to be a 11. So they miss again with that one. They miss again with that one. And then it'll be a 17 on the other one. The second one barely misses. They're, they're zeroing in on it. And then uh, because his flintlock would need to be reloaded, uh, he sheaths, or not sheaths, he holsters his flintlock and then pulls his rapier from his side and jumps from the captain's platform down to one of the tentacles that's, like, hugging the ship, maneuvering himself to where only he and the tentacle are within five feet of each other, and takes an attack with his rapier for a 26. <laughs> wow, that will definitely hit. Can this guy just stay in our party forever? He seems useful. <laughs> and with my swashbuckler self... I'm going to use my rackish 
audacity to where I get sneak attack damage, even though I didn't have advantage. It's going to be 22 piercing damage with the rapier. Wow. It's, the, it's going to be the same tentacle that I shot with a flintlock as well. The tentacles holding the ship, it, it, they loosen slightly. I said back to the sea, um, sea monster. Down to the depths. Without us. <laughs> okay, so it is now the Kraken's turn. So the tentacle, uh, one of the tentacles that you just slashed, whips around and catches you in the side for 21 points of damage. All right. I'll use my uh, uncanny dodge as a rogue to use my reaction to have that damage. So that'll be 10 damage. Okay. And then the second one is going to go after Rotan. Uh, Rotan, it hits you for 18 points of damage, and now I need a strength check. That is a 26. It tries to wrap itself around you, but you're able to kind of shimmy and cause it to miss. One of the tentacles that is not engaged coils itself into what looks like a fist and slams itself hard down on the deck, causing 25 points of damage and opening up a hole in the deck. And that brings us to Mist. We will just stick with the Zappy Zappy. Absolutely have to kill the monster. Eldritch Blast. <laughs> uh, ew. 18. That will hit. Therefore, 25 also hits. So we'll have a total of... 21 force damage plus 9 necrotic damage for 30 total. Uh, next up is Winley. I'm going to cast Fear. So I'm going to project a phantasmal image of a creature's worst fears. This while threatened by the spell, a creature must take the uh, dash action and move away from you by the safest available route on each of its turns unless there is nowhere to move. It's in the ocean so it can move. <laughs> Let's see if wisdom is maybe a little worse than intelligence. Good news, it is worse. Winley, you stride towards the bow and you almost glare in the direction <laughs> of the beast. And you put your entire force of will behind your spell, telling this creature to fuck right off. But it doesn't seem to have any effect. God. <laughs> this is bad news, bears. Winley's going to try to end the encounter on every single turn. <laughs> <laughs> One of these times, it's going to work. <laughs> it's, it, you're, it's great thinking. Uh, it's, this thing is just kind of immune to fear. Tough. And immune to a lot of things. Uh, that brings us to Desmond. Okay. Um, so Desmond saw that the lightning bolt didn't do any damage. His eyes go wide. He's like, oh, no, this is bad. He tries to figure out what this thing is. Can't figure it out. Actually, here's what I want to do. I want to cast Shatter on, one of, on the same tentacle that I tried to strike with lightning. Each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a constitution saving throw. Desmond's just going to say a prayer to his goddess and be like, it's not lightning damage, it's thunder. I hope that's different enough. <laughs> so does it save for half damage? Or? Yes, it's a con save for 
<laughs> so why don't you roll damage while I roll this? Did he did he pass? Because if, if he uh, did not, oh, well, yes, he passed. He passed the save. So four points of damage, thunder damage. It takes damage, and um, all of you hear a sort of crack of thunder just off of the port side near one of the tentacles. And that brings us to Silway. Alright, so what Silway is seeing right now is basically Frodo putting on the ring for the first time. (laughs) Everything is shadowy and gray and all the sounds are sort of muted and, and, and she is freaking out. No one can see her, but she's like, what the hell is going on here? But she catches her bearings after a little while, and she can still see tentacles. She can hear vaguely in the distance a shattering thunder sound. And what she's going to do is find the nearest tentacle, one that she has not attacked yet, and she'll just walk over to it, yell, boo, and then slash at it with her shadow blade. So at the beginning of the turn, she pops back into this realm and immediately slashes at the nearest tentacle. Uh, 18 to hit that will hit. I'm going to claim sneak attack on that. <laughs> I think that's fair. I'm going to have some fun with some sound design of that. Still <laughs> in the shadow. Uh... I see you. <laughs> 21 damage to this tentacle. Okay. And then she pops back out of existence again. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing your own fully work too. <laughs> Alright, my turn's over. Okay, Captain Finnegan. So, I didn't ever name a first mate, but I'm going to give him a name now. And I'm uh, going to I'm going to look to Henry the Orc and uh, have him <laughs> and, and I'm going to and I'm going to say in Orcish to him, "The ship is yours. I'm taking this Kraken down before it takes us down with it." And I take my rapier and I like point it backwards to where like the blade is going down my forearm, and I dive off of the ship into the sea, <laughs> and I'm going for this Kraken straight up, <laughs> buddy. Power moves. Uh, give me a, give me a performance check. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. Adam the human here. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's going to be a 17, actually. All right. You look extremely badass. <laughs> <laughs> As you tuck the sword under your arm, you, 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 the rest of you see him say something in Orcish and maybe even do a little salute, and then he dives off of the railing into the water. And I'm searching for any weak point on the body of the Kraken. <laughs> All right, you dive into the water, and you turn around and open your eyes, and the the salt water is stinging. You have to, you almost blink twice as you see what looks like Rotan standing on top of the Kraken, (laughs) beating it with two hammers. Uh, Assuming he has found the weakness, I go to... (laughs) All right, give me uh, give me an attack since it's basically right beneath the boat. I'm gonna say that you have not moved up, used up your movement yet, and you may attack. Okay, and there's a big pile of flammable barrels on this part of the kraken. 
Uh, that's going to be a 18 with the rapier. That will hit. It's going to be 26 piercing damage. <laughs> yeah, when I made this character, I was really only going for, like, just kind of a basic character with, you know, lots of lots of proficiencies and skills. When I started looking at the Swashbuckler's abilities, it's like, this is broken. He doesn't get any magic or anything, but, like, this, like thing where you get sneak attack even without advantage is just stupid. And at level 8 with 46 sneak attack, that's just so much damage every turn. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so it is the Kraken's turn. One of the tentacles that attacked the ship last time is continuing on with its path of destruction. And hits. Hits the ship for 26 points of damage. So now you have a gaping hole. It hasn't quite hit the water line yet, but it's approaching it. So the deck and the sort of the upper railing on the port side is gone, just above the water line. A second tentacle reaches out and grabs two more crew members and flings them into the ocean. Not Earl and Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Crap, now they have names. We have to rescue them. Okay, and then uh, uh, one tentacle, the last tentacle hits you, Rotan. God damn it. Four, 14 points of damage. What? Damn it, it's so I low. Mean, <laughs> it is. I rolled three ones. On, a, on what? <laughs> uh, on a six-sided. Uh, uh, give me and give me a strength saving throw. 13? So Rotan, it hits you and it, it wraps itself, wraps the, the tentacle wraps itself around you, and it is now pulling you away from uh, its mouth. Away from its mouth. Away from its body. Oh, okay. I'm I'm okay. Cool. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that brings us to, to Mist. This is where I wish I had like some. I I, I should have taken a spell that's just like. Rain death upon monster because arms of Hadar. Yeah, right, tentacle with tentacle. It's not. On, I mean, I mean, I've got. I have a solution. It's not a great solution, but it's a solution. I, I think you should throw your staff at it. I know you do. Oh, you mean you want me to cast Wall of Thorns under it? Okay. Yeah, I'll just keep blasting away with uh, Eldritch Blast. Ooh, hello, natural twenty. Yeah. Uh, so that one. Is going to be uh, 11 damage total for that shot. Second one, uh, 14 hit? No, 14 will not hit. Uh, then I guess it's a whole 11 damage, 8 force and 3 necrotic to whatever tentacle is close to me. Okay, and that brings us to Winley. I'm tired of using good spell slots, so <laughs> I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> or at least not right now. <laughs> so right now... Winley's just so mad, guys. So Winley is going to cast um, Vicious Mockery because <laughs> she's just pissed. I, I think you you need to act out what you say in Vicious Mockery. Oh, don't worry. Absolutely. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but it needs to succeed on a Wisdom Savings Throw uh, or take 1d4 Psychic Damage. And has disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. Wow, I rolled a natural one. It fails its savings throw. <laughs> Winley, uh, this is very, it's kind of, it's very internalized for her too. Um, 
right now. She's just kind of like tinkerbelling right now where everything, her cheeks are really red. Everything is just really hot, you know? And she is saying, Do you understand? Your father is a wanker. Your mother is a strumpet. And everything you ever touch and everything you've ever loved is stupid and wrong. And and honestly, I do... I, although you are a wonderful mythical creature that I'm sure scares the life out of many different pirates, you are the worst, worst, disgusting, poopy, shitty thing I've ever seen in my life. And all I want to do is get to land, but all you're doing is ruining my life. So if you don't mind for just a moment, take one of your tentacles and shove it up your nasty uh, whatever you shit out of. I don't know what it is, but I hope it gets so far stuck up there that you can never get it out. And then she cries. Because there's nothing else that she can do. <laughs> That's it. That's my turn. Goodbye forever. She, at this point, at this point, she has climbed in the boat on the back of the ship, that little, like, sailboat, and she's just sitting in it because she's pissed. That's it. Oh. <laughs> Okay, that brings us to Desmond. (laughs) Diana, oh my god. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 305, or I guess welcome to the halfway point of episode 305. Obviously we are right in the midst of some uh, exciting doings are transpiring so we'll get back to that as soon as we can we do just want to thank you again for listening um and uh if you are enjoying which i really hope you are because we had a lot of fun making this episode and the one before it we'd really like to hear about it we'd love for you to leave a review for us on uh, itunes or wherever you get well it's not itunes anymore it's apple podcasts whatever it is leave us a message leave us a review so that uh, we know you're listening and that you're liking what we're doing and and so that other people can help uh, or you can help other people find us and enjoy what it is that we're doing because we like doing it. And I'm going to start rambling here because I'm running out of things to say. Somebody help me, please. I will help you. Uh, we wanted to extend a very special thank you uh, to Dave Cole, who is Woo! playing... God, I totally blanked out his name. Captain, Captain Finnegan. Captain Finnegan. God, you think we I... record? We record these bed rolls weeks and weeks after we actually record the episode you're hearing. So, yes. So, um, if you don't know, and if you don't, uh, you should. Dave is the DM, producer, and composer for the Four Orbs podcast. A tremendous. Uh, podcast. He's a good friend to the show. He's a good friend to me. Um, he has helped us a great deal, and me in particular. And he's a super talented composer and um, and songwriter. And he puts together a pretty damn good podcast too. So I highly recommend you check out Four Orbs. Uh, you can also um, check out his YouTube, Dave Cole Music where he has all of his uh, compositions available for use. All he requires is attribution. So if you, too, are a podcaster, or if you just want background music for your D&D session, or for that um, epic short film you're making, look no further. I think he's got what you're looking for. He also uh, had, um, well, several of us, Matt, Rachel, and myself, 
guested on a couple episodes of Four Orbs, which was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, I'm too running out of... Okay, who's in? Who tag, who's tagging in next? I was going to, and then you suggested someone tag in, and I was like, ooh, you know what? I kind of like the awkward silence. Yeah, it's, we could just stew in the awkwardness for a minute. Make the audience, yeah. Yeah, just make them uncomfortable. Dead air makes for excellent podcasting. It really does. <laughs> I actually always loved that bit on Craig Ferguson's late night show. He'd end by offering his guests a freeze frame high five or an awkward pause. Or a- Yeah, the awkward pause was, I, I miss Craig Ferguson so much. Like his, that show was so good. Yeah. Oh, man. I, every now and then I'll just hear the Secretariat theme running through my head. Ba, 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 ba. It just the whole the whole thing of just like somebody actually having an honest conversation with somebody and not just, you know, doing, hey, tell us about your new movie. You know, it was it was a show like no other. Um, and it was weird and it was silly and it was honestly kind of like this show. <laughs> well, let's not. Let's compare ourselves too to highly. Yeah, I was gonna say let's let's be careful. <laughs> well, with that, I'm just but... I'm just saying it's it's it, the show is sort of I guess aspirational in a way. You know, it's it's that's sort of weird, silly British. He's Scottish, but you know, whatever sensibility. Do we that have British sensibility? I do. I, I mean, I'll. I do. <laughs> well, we did get an awesome email, full of oh, yeah, sedimental but... value. I'd like to say. (laughs) Did you say sedimental? I sure did. (laughs) Sedimental. (laughs) So glad we we, you're on this show, Rachel. 150 (laughs) points to Rachel. (laughs) 10 points to Gryffindor. Yes, I, I think I think we need to wrap it up. I think we're running out of time. I think that um, uh, oh, Adam, I just want to kill the is, puns quickly. You mentioned puns, and Diana just erupts. It's just not a good. I'm done. I've I've um <laughs> I've added my small amount of chaos um for today. I feel whole. I feel completed, and um I'm I'm good to go. Um, Adam, anything to add? Nope. Yep, sounds about right. All right, back to the show. Bye. Rotond, the tentacle lifts you up out of the water. And for the first time, you see your companions struggling against their own tentacles. You see a massive hole on the port side of the ship. The tentacle shakes you as if it's going to fling you into the ocean and then sets you gently down upon the deck. All of you in your head hear a almost crippling ancient voice. Perhaps you will succeed. And then the tentacles release the boat. The voice speaks once more. Shalbalan sends his regards. The sky darkens, and three lightning bolts fly from the clouds towards the ship. So the ship has to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Which it can do. <laughs> Which it can To dodge lightning. <laughs> One of the bolts is going for the hull. One of the bolts is going for the sail. 
and one of the bolts is going for the um, the ballista. So, uh, Dave, it is your ship, so give me saving throws. So, is, I'm sorry, you said dexterity saving throws for the ship? Yes. All right. Yes, dexterity saving throw. Oh so, That's so Henry the Orc... <laughs> Henry the Orc starts, so uh, what's it called whenever you start moving the rudder really fast to uh, try and make it move? <laughs> to dodge lightning bolts. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, know. I know it's an actual technique. I just don't know what the name of it is. But whatever it is, Henry's, Henry the Orc's just going to take this, the captain's wheel and start spinning it back and forth, left and right, to turn the rudder. <laughs> And uh, that's gonna be a that's serpentine. Serpentine. <laughs> it's gonna, gonna be a three minus two for one on the hole. Okay. And that's gonna be. That's gonna be a four minus two for a two on the sails. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. And a four minus two again for a two on the third one, whichever the third one. Was. Seems fairly appropriate. <laughs> so Henry the Orc did not do very good with his rudder technique to dodge the lightning bolts coming from the sky. <laughs> this is his first voyage. He's a little green still. Yeah. This is a, it's a learning. It's a learning opportunity. <laughs> it's a learning opportunity. Okay, uh, twenty-four points of damage to the hull. Thirty-three points of damage to the sails. And only 14 points of damage to the ballista. And with that, the tentacles release the ship and disappear into the ocean. As it leaves my reach below the ship, I'll use my reaction for an opportunity. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because why not? (laughs) Captain Finn again. That's bad. That's a nine. That will miss. <laughs> you just swipe at it, uh, but it is dancing away into the darkness of the ocean depth. Okay, so you pop up for air, and you see that there is... Um, the main sail is on fire. Uh, the deck is smoldering, and your first mate is spinning the wheel back and forth <laughs> to no effect. Uh, so we'll say that uh, Finnegan finds like a dangling rope from all the damage that's into the water, I guess, uh, and starts to climb onto the ship. Yeah, give me a dexterity check just to, um, or athletics. What about acrobatics? <laughs> that works oh, too. Actually, it's a critical with a plus ten, so a thirty. <laughs> all right. So you you find like a, a a dangling rope. You scamper up it. You, like, get to the top, like, lean back, push off with your feet, and jump up onto the deck, dripping wet, sword in hand. And I look to Henry and say, Henry, what was that? That was the poorest, the best poorest attempt I've ever seen of dodging lightning bolts. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm sorry, sir. It's my first day. (laughs) Day. It's a shit first day. Crew, grab some buckets. This is the only time that you'll be able to break rule number three. Bring water onto the boat and take out these flames on my sails. The the day is not an hour old and you've already broken two rules. 
<laughs> and then I look to, uh, so I, I look at the cargo passengers, as I call them. <laughs> what did I tell you about controlling the weather and summoning the Kraken? Uh, Silway pops back into existence. <laughs> what the hell was that thing? No one said anything about... And she pops out of existence again. <laughs> <laughs> I think we won. No, sir, we did not. We did not win that battle. The Kraken escaped down into the depths of the sea. That was a Kraken? What the hell is a Kraken? <laughs> <laughs> that was less than six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, assuming that we are uh, probably near, I guess that's Hroth on the map. No, you're 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 pretty close to actually your destination. All right. Well, if you uh, you want, I guess you could take the rowboat from here. But we're gonna do some repairs for a while. Your call. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get started on fixing these things. You have to <laughs> row back to shore. No one said anything about rowing to shore. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna go on for a full minute. <laughs> Annoyed by that full minute of blinking, uh, <laughs> Finnegan walks away. <laughs> yeah, I'm more concerned with who sent that Kraken after us, or rather, who sent the lightning bolts. Well, the boy is Shelbalath. Yeah, that dick squid. I hate that fucking... How, how does she know what we're saying when she's not around? <laughs> I'm casting Dispel Magic on the last place that she's standing. <laughs> Because I'm going to go ahead and burn all my spell slots and make you people take a short rest. <laughs> Ames, not knowing what you just heard, is Silway moving or is she just popping in and out? Silway can actually perceive everything on the material plane while she's in the ethereal oh, plane okay. during Blink. So she has been following the conversation. I get that. No, but I'm just saying, is she moving That's or is useful. she just popping back into space? No, she's, she's standing there as if she's always in conversation with these people. It's just they can't hear half of what she's saying. I, I gotcha. Okay. Uh, okay, so Mist is fed up, and yes, so when you pop back into existence. So while you're standing there, the door to the below decks open, and Gruber comes walking out. I had the strangest dreams, sir. I was being knocked around by something. Oh. What happened up here? The ship got knocked around by something. Oh, I'm just going to go back down with Concord. Yes, why don't you do that, Kruber? <laughs> he turns and walks away. For a moment, I thought you had a useful dream, but, <laughs> but no. You managed to put out the fire on the mainsail. Um, there's little you can do about the hole in the deck right now, but the ship is seaworthy, and you can continue on your journey, should you choose to. All right, we'll, uh, I guess I could get you all the way there, but you will be taking the rowboat in. I'm not going into the mist. And, uh, Winley, I believe, is still sitting in one of the rowboats. Yeah, um, Winley, uh cast uh, dance, Dancing Lights to calm her down, so there are just a few orbs kind of going in front of her head. And you can just... It's kind of like one of those up-close SpongeBob detailed 
things where like the hairs like she's twitching a little bit and her hairs are like kind of standing straight up and and all you can really hear is like your father was a wanker and your mother was a strumpet over and over while these lights (laughs) these orbs are dancing around so what were those lightning bolts all about I don't know so so Donald did say there would be uh, various magical dangers as we got closer to this island I don't know about you but I started blinking out out of existence and I'm a little scared of that right now it's like going to happen more and more as I get closer to this place uh, I I have no idea, but if you feel like you're about to explode, you should probably tell one of us. That was that was explosion-ish a little bit. I just kind of exploded back a few times. I assumed you cast that and just didn't know how to turn it off. Well, I, I was trying to miss the step, and it just kind of kept happening over and over again. You you there, Desmond? Yes. You're you're sort of our resident lightning expert, aren't you? I don't know if I'd call myself an expert, but if that's what you'd like to refer to me as, then sure, yes. Uh, so, so do you know where those came from? Uh, Desmond, give me a give me a nature check. Give you a nature check, actually. I might remember something. <laughs> uh, 18. Uh, Desmond, you believe that those came from the Kraken itself? Oh. Ah, uh, yes. Um, well, this might explain why it was... It, my, my, the damage from my lightning was ineffective. I believe that I've heard of creatures like this, and they're able to generate their own lightning and, and call it forth from the sky. It's very concerning. Ah, oh, yes, the the sky kraken. I know what you speak of. <laughs> I've no, I've always assumed it was a myth or maybe even legend, but uh, this confirms. All of the sailors' beliefs that the sky kraken exists. I don't think... I'm, I'm sorry, maybe you misunderstood. Uh, I wasn't talking about a, a kraken in the sky. I was speaking of the one that we encountered. Never mind. It's... Oh, you don't know the story of the brother and sister krakens, the sister in the sky and the brother beneath the ocean. And how they link between... Uh, uh, Captain, I don't want to be indelicate, uh, but then he points at the side. <laughs> 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 yes, you're right. We no more speak of the Kraken. We don't want to summon it back here again. I mean, I, I. It sounds like you're about to tell a fascinating story that I would love to hear. I just, I'll save it for the next time we're. I just ashore. wanted to make sure it, it was okay. Uh, that'll be fine. Uh, just, I, I want to, I, I want to add to the record that I have in fact written down Sky Kraken. <laughs> God, look what you did. <laughs> Curse you, fellow DM. Damn it. <laughs> well, what concerns me is is the closer that we draw to this place, it seems that some kind of unexplained arcane force surrounds it somehow. Uh, you, Silway, with your um, experience just now and, and with this, this horrible beast, I, I shudder to think of what we might encounter on the island itself. I, I, I was explicitly warned away from it by my, um, I guess we we'll call her my mentor. Yeah, she, she did warn me that I would explode if I got near the island, or something to that effect. I didn't pay much attention to her, honestly. But um, we, there, we might be in for more of this kind of unpredictable magical effects 
Interesting. I'm kind of tempted to ask uh, our, our new companion, Winley, if she saw anything, but I'm a, also a little worried she might take it the wrong way. <laughs> uh, and Winley kind of toddles up to the group. I would thoroughly like to apologize for my attitude earlier. I myself was almost like a lightning bolt. <laughs> Very um, not friendly or kind at all. So if I I would like to extend my um, most sincere apologies if I have said anything that's very um, hurtful or upsetting. Yeah, that's quite alright. It's a harrowing circumstance. Oh, oh, wonderful. Alright, so... How are you feeling? Everything alright? Yes, I just... You have to understand I'm I have so many emotions and, and so many feelings, and I'm such a small being that when it all gets trapped. That's really the only way I can explain it. It all gets so trapped inside my my head and my body that I have to have a place to project it. And, well, I picked the kraken, thankfully, and I just hope there wasn't any residual damage anywhere else on the boat. I kind of black out, you see, when, when things like that happen, and, and I really just came to about five minutes ago and I looked at the boat and I thought, well, gosh, I hope I didn't do that, you know? That's kind of how it was going through my head. Personally, if I could pick any place to exercise my emotional feelings, towards a kraken would seem to be the best possible choice, uh, given everything. It was not you that did the damage to the ship, rest assured. It was Ah. was very impressive what you did, actually. I I was quite amazed. Thank you. Most people don't understand how wide of a vocabulary I have. They look at me and think that I'm just very, um, well, well-mannered. And, and I can be that way, but it's when you when you push a button, you know, it's like, it, well, it's bad. So. Have you tried stabbing things? It's when you're upset. <laughs> it works for me. You know, I, I will think about doing that next time. Um, I have spinner daggers you can use. So I'm very glad that Kraken is gone, anyway. Um, it was a very rude, ugly thing. From now on, the only type of Kraken I want to see is uh, Gruber's when he's bending over. <laughs> no, but I don't want to see that one anyway. <laughs> 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 but I have to say, I don't to seeing that at all. I, I hope that that's the worst of it that, ever, that I ever see again. You know? Of all the mental images you've projected today, <laughs> that is by far the worst and most devastating. I feel as if my brain is on fire right now. Well, I thought, I thought perhaps a little joke would, would help everyone, but it, it, I do love Gruber. He really is a kind soul and and you know uh, oh god I think I need a nap does anyone I think I just need some food or some like a short rest wine or something I, I could go for a short rest I could go for anything about now <laughs> uh, I think a short rest might do us I, all I think a long rest would be required for, for me. perhaps a long <laughs> rest yes yeah <laughs> yes
Mist slips below deck and looks for a quiet and sufficiently open space in the crew quarters, such as they are. He takes out a piece of chalk and sketches a circle on the floor of the, the deck. And in the middle of that circle, he places his, what mechanically would be called the packed tome, but is a large leather-bound book embossed with a white star on the cover. And then he takes out a series of objects, and he places four objects aligning with the points of the star on the circle. One spot he puts a little vial of purified spring water, possibly from Lake Minnetonka, we don't know. At another point, he places a burlap pouch containing some fragrant herbs. At the top of the star, he places a bit of dried fish. And then at the last, or at the fourth point, he places a bundle of feathers tied together with a long string. And at the fifth point of the star, he places two items, but not directly on the circle. First, he lights a small candle and sets that to the side. Then he takes a small crystal and positions it so that it catches the light of the candle and focuses it into a single spot of light. And he maneuvers the candle or maneuvers the crystal so that spot of light lands directly on the circle at the fifth point of the star. He then sits cross-legged in front of the book and chants three times. Cat Sith, I summon thee. Cat Sith, I summon thee. Cat Sith, I summon thee. A few moments pass. The candle flickers. Suddenly you feel as if you are not alone. <sighs> Mist, what do you want? I just need uh, a couple of questions answered. And I hope this won't take more than a few minutes. Not that time means much to you anyway. I have not heard from you in a while, Mist. I read your tome, but we should talk more. That almost answers my first question. Did you visit my dreams again last night? Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, I did. Told me to... As you have not been in touch, I took the initiative to reach out to you. And did it in a way that hopefully you will understand. Well, I mean, you... Just told me charge the shard. That's pretty easy to understand. What's curious is... Well, I am busy. Well, no, I mean, that's... Look, that's fine. I get it. What I find curious is the timing. Because... The other bozos also got visits in their dreams. They're not really bozos, but whatever. You know, we're cats. That's how we gotta... Gotta, gotta keep things on the surface here. Uh... Two of them said they got a message from their god saying exactly the same thing. And, uh, well, we know how you like to impersonate gods, uh, but it seemed odd that you would have been the one to visit them since what would you want with a couple of humans? And then the, uh, the new little one got some re well, same message. But really weird voice. Uh, kind of creepy. Kind of unsettling from her description. Uh, again, all, f- all, f- all three of them were told, charge the shard. Uh, and since I'm the only one who has it, I guess I'm wondering why everybody's having dreams about me. <laughs> Are you complaining? Well, no. I mean, I don't mind being the center of attention, but... It's more that if they want my toy, 
I don't want to give it to them. Plus... Nor should yeah. you. I only visited you, miss. I did not visit anyone else. So, so it's a coincidence that... I am not certain it is a coincidence, but it is troubling. It gets more troubling. Um, just came down from having a fight with a kraken, which, haha, that's new. Um, here's the worst part. Right before it said we were worthy or something like that, it said... Shalbala sends his regards. The room around you begins to vibrate. Okay, we can... And you start to feel a pressure upon you as you can sense an extreme displeasure and anger. And you can almost hear a low growl. (laughs) That asshole. I'm, I'm making a mental note right now. We won't speak his name aloud. We can call him Squiddy McFuckface. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll workshop it. But I'm okay keeping that name on the DL if that... Was anyone injured? Uh, of, you know, like the, just kind of the core group. Uh, we're fine. The... I think a couple sailors on this boat got snagged up, which, unfortunate for them. Uh... I mean, I'm fine, so I, I, I assume the rest of us are fine. And the shard is safe? Uh, I missed checks, reaches into the bag of holding just to make absolutely certain. I assume he finds it there? <laughs> he does find it there. Yep, yep, we're good. We're, we, are, we are good. We will deal with Shabaloth once your task is complete. Listen to what I'm going to tell you now. Once you pass through those mists... I will not be able to contact you. I do not even know if your magic will work. Be very, very careful. Understood. One last question, because this has been really bugging me. If you came to talk to me, and the two humans got to talk to their goddesses, who talked to the little gnome? I don't know. I don't know enough about the gnome. Fair. I don't know who she worships. I don't know with whom she has been in contact. But... I will keep your eye on her. Fair. <laughs> one, one last, last question. Uh, do you know who the five are? Have you heard that? Yes. Uh, do I need to worry about the five, or are they sufficiently... Not right now. I can live with not right now. Let me worry about the five. You worry about the shard. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for your time. Uh... I'll I'll let you know as soon as we're clear of the the mists. Yeah. You know, unless <laughs> unless I screw up and die, which not plan A, but mist on the river. Good luck and trust no one. Mist leans back and smudges the chalk circle to break the connection. And as he does so, the candle flickers once more and the room almost seems to brighten. It almost feels like you can breathe again, as if something heavy has been on your chest. But that presence is gone, and you are once again alone in the cargo hold. Mist lets out a deep sigh and snuffs the candle. They told me good luck. I'm fucked. 
Captain Finnegan has the crew do their best to at least uh, repair some of the sails uh, so you can have to make your journey easier. The deck will have to wait. Uh, though you are short-handed, you do have a few hands to attend to the various repairs. It's early afternoon when the wind finally picks up some for you to begin moving. The rest of the journey is without incident. Uh, it's slow going, but steady. Uh, all of you retire to the various corners of the ship that you have called home over these last few days to think about the Kraken or to think about the journey ahead. It's early evening when you see the mists. Ahead of you, it looks as if the entire horizon just disappears into a roiling cloud of gloomish gray smoke. The mists are unlike anything you have ever seen as they don't appear in any way to be natural. As the fog almost looks like as if it bumps up against an invisible barrier before tumbling backwards towards whatever it is concealing. Captain Finnegan, you bring up the ship alongside these mists. All right, you pieces of cargo. I've got the rowboat ready for you. <laughs> Captain Finnegan, thank you for your services. Thank you for providing us with this fine vessel. I wish you all the best with its recovery, and I hope our paths cross again. Yeah, I, I'll probably be around for a couple days as we try to do some of these repairs. But uh, if I don't see you come out of those mists, I, I can't promise I'm going to stick it around after that kraken. Captain Finnegan, let me just say, uh, I think the fact that uh, I have safely arrived at my destination is a testament to your skill. Well, thank you, Rotan. Um, well, what about the, the metal locks? Well, what, what about it? Am I keeping it? No, no, Jeremy's coming with us. All right. I don't know how it's going to fit in the rowboat, but... Oh, ah. Uh... <laughs> I would like to be in a different rowboat than Jeremy, please. Uh, can, can we have uh, two rowboats? Hmm, I guess. Uh, that leaves me with one for the rest of the crew. I mean, how many crew do you have left? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard the story of the Titanic, but uh, we uh, try to save space for the rowboats. Can we row Jeremy to shore and then row the boat back and then take another rowboat? Like, so that so that only one boat actually has to get... So, like, That's not bad. we got a fox, we got a hen, and we got some grain. I'm pretty sure I've heard this riddle before. Soldal was to give these things to me. I don't know if you're, if you're looking off of the ship, but I don't think you see the shore, Mr. Catperson. Uh, it's just missed. I thought, I thought Jeremy could float. Isn't he hollow? Uh, I think, well, we haven't tested this. Why don't we tie a rope? Tie a rope to his collar and put it, uh, tie it to the, it's not, it's not windy and the, look at the waves, they're not ridiculous. Even if he sinks, he could just walk to the shore from the bottom. That's true, I'll... We could get a very long length of rope and then sort of lead him uh, with with uh, our boat towards the go. shore if, if he does yes. sink. Yes, yes, I think this is uh, an amenable solution. So, uh, just so I understand, you're going to tie a rope around the ox's <laughs> neck 
and drag it behind your boat. No, we tie the rope around his collar. He is a pet, <laughs> of course. So you're going to pull an animal by its throat. He's going to float. No, he ha- no. Wrote on. You understand what I'm saying, don't you? <laughs> Mr. Finney is not understanding and... and we call and, that and water Winley. lynching, ma'am. Okay, <laughs> and Win- Winley's getting a little, like, perplexed, and her water skin just falls, and there's water all over Finnegan's feet and water on the boat. <laughs> what did I tell you about bringing water on my boat? <laughs> oh, hush, you have a huge, large hole. You've had water all over the place, and now I don't even have any drinking water. <laughs> I just love the image of, like, Getting a giant metal ox and just shoving it overboard. <laughs> <laughs> like, it'll find its way home. I, I hope that was enough rope. <laughs> and what about the donkey? Well, the donkey the donkey is a family member at this point. The donkey goes on the boat. Uh, yes, of course. What do you mean, what What about the donkey? <laughs> Listen, I, I don't know if you realize that this is a ten foot by five foot boat. It's only meant to hold four people. We're already stuffing six into it. All right, I'll give you the two boats. As long as you get the fuck off my ship. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Excellent! I knew you would be a reasonable person. This is is most gracious of you. Thank you. (laughs) The crew lowers the two... Well, why don't you tell me how you're going to do this before I, I describe yeah, it's up to y'all how y'all want to put the six of you yeah. plus the animals. <laughs> ox overboard. I think, yeah, ox overboard first with a <laughs> long length of rope because we want to make sure he hits bottom <laughs> before we go into the rowboat. Are you taking okay. Finnegan's rope too? <laughs> Let's not think about getting him back on the boat. <laughs> I mean, I assume all of us have a standard 50-foot length of rope that we can just, you know... <laughs> Chained together. Yeah, that's between what, the five um, of us, that's 250 feet of rope. <laughs> okay. Um, Diana, why did you let us keep the ox? Yes, <laughs> ox is a pain in the ass. Oh my god. I asked Rotan before we left whether he was bringing the animals. He said yes. <laughs> no, before that. <laughs> I mean, if you want, I will keep the ox. I do want that. Yes, I do want that. Listen, Rotan, Rotan. He said he'll he'll be here for a few days. Yes, why don't we leave? Um, what's his name? Jacob. Uh, J- Jeremy. Jer. Oh, Jeremy. Of course. Yes. Why don't we leave Jeremy? <laughs> what else does one name an ox? <laughs> and when we're done, we'll we'll have safe passage back when the boat is finished. Uh, no. Uh, see, see, I'm concerned that we'll actually need Jeremy. On this mysterious island place. No, no, we won't. Why would we need Jeremy? Does Jeremy Does he have, have magical power? Some, yeah, magical properties of any kind. Exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I'm not like, you know, I don't really have a horse in this race, but I really want to see the ox go overboard. So Jeremy's reliable and efficient. And does not require magic to run. These are advantages. What does he do? Yeah, what? What? Are, what is Jer- what are Jeremy? Uh, Jeremy's abilities exactly? Well, uh, you can put things on him, like myself, and then uh, move them from point A to point B. 
Listen, I'll tell you what. You let me keep the ox. And then I will stick around here for seven days total. If you don't show back up in seven days, then I, sell, I, I take to the seas and the ox is mine. If you do show up, the ox is still mine. <laughs> <laughs> I like this plan. I agree to it. Yeah, I'm with her. I think it's a great idea. Oh, crap. The imp agrees with me. Roton thinks about it for a moment. He's like, I, I don't think that's a very good deal. <laughs> if you give me the ox, you're giving me money. And I'll stick around for seven days in case you need to get off this island a different way. Uh, seven days isn't a lot of... I mean, how big is this island? It's very large. Uh, seven days isn't a lot of time, then, is it? Sorry, if, if the ship is not waiting out here when we're done, how do we get off the island? We need an escape plan. This is it. Well, we could build a... I don't know, build a raft or... Uh, I don't know, there's like a portal here, isn't there? Mr. Finnegan, what about, what about um, 14 days instead of eight? It's Captain Finnegan. Good for you. Um, <laughs> what, what about um, 12? What about 12 days? You never know. The island's so large and we're so small. I'll meet you in the middle and give you 10 days. 10? Ooh, that's wonderful. That's two more than I thought I'd get in the beginning. Roton, please. We must begin our journey and... As much of a soul as you've given Jeremy, he really rather is an inanimate object, is he not? I fail to see what relevance that has. <laughs> it, it, it has a large amount of relevance, Roton. Just leave the beast here for a few for a few days. I mean, if this mission goes how it should, we'll be done in the blink of an eye, and then you'll be reunited with your friend made of gold. It has a point. Very well. If, uh, if, folks, if, if my companions are resistant to bringing this ox along, uh, then, then yes, I am willing to leave him here as collateral for our eventual return. But I will want him back. Um, what, then what are you going to pay me if I wait for ten days and I don't get to keep the ox? Well, well, no, 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 but if we don't come back, you do get to keep the ox. But if you do come back and I don't get to keep the ox, I still wait to ten days. Because, don't you understand, this this island has many treasures. Gold, gemstones, jewels. So, what is the agreement? We'll bring you, we'll bring you back treasure. We'll bring back loads of treasure for you, of course. Give me a number. How much, how much worth of treasure are you bringing me? I'm afraid I'm at a bit of a loss here. <laughs> we'll bring you a large, large chest. I'm going to say 1,500 gold pieces. 50 gold pieces, is that what you said? 1,500 gold pieces. <laughs> 1,500. Um, sir, we do have to carry it. Be reasonable. It can be worth 1,500. Silway pulls out a pouch from her sack and opens it and shows the captain... And inside this pouch is a collection of rubies, emeralds, that according to my character sheet is worth over a thousand gold pieces. Um. This is yours. If you are here, we will need to come back. And then if you don't come back, I keep the ox. The ox is yours. Fair deal. Now if you don't have that when you get back, the ox is still mine. Understood. And she zips the package back up and stows it in her pouch. Okay, so does this mean the ox is not going in the water? 
Yes, the ox is not going into the water. You guys are the worst. No, you're the worst. Now, what about the donkey? Oh, well, the donkey comes. Oh, let's push the donkey in the water. <laughs> I'll tell you now, if you leave it here, the ship, the crew mates are going to eat it. No, 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 no. The donkey must go on the boat. Yes, we're bringing Concord, of course. All right. All right, load them up, men. It takes a little bit of maneuvering, but between Winley's new bond and Gruber helping, you are able to get Concord into the rowboat <laughs> before you lower it down into the water. So it is uh, Gruber and, I guess, Winley and Concord in one rowboat. Oh, <laughs> who is anyone else going in that rowboat? That sounds like the stinkiest rowboat ever. <laughs> I nominate Rotan. <laughs> Ro- sure, Rotan will go in that rowboat. Okay, so Rotan goes in that rowboat, and then the other rowboat is Desmond, Mist, and Silway. The two boats set off as the sun is setting. The mist before you is illuminated in oranges, pinks, and violets. It is absolutely gorgeous. You row forward and are surrounded and swallowed by the mist. Shalboleth, did I pronounce that right? And will our heroes remember that they've heard that name before? What horrors await beyond the mists? Will we get to see that charming sea captain again? Find out next time on Multiclass Theatre.